Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of the Crease Dive. Today is Monday, September 19th, and the Water Dogs are your 2022 PLL champions of the world. Congratulations to the Aqua Pups on a great 11-9 win over the chaos in yesterday's final. Uh, great game to cap off another great season in the PLL. I'm Jordy from Barstool, and with me, making his trek back to New York after spending quite some time celebrating with the boys, with the dogs, it's Dukes. Dukes, how are we feeling today, brother? Uh, hungover, you know, victories, you know, after winning a championship, you might have, you know, feeling a little bit under the weather. Um, you might get a headache of some sorts, feel dehydrated. That's because that's what victory, that's what victory tastes like. Um, dogs on top, it feels great to be a champ. Never a doubt, not one second throughout the season did I think that they wouldn't uh, win a championship. It's it's just you work you work all these years, 24 years of my life in the lacrosse game, hitting the wall, doing everything you got to do, recording podcasts during the week for this moment, for last night. Victory is sweet. The uh the boys and girls back home want to know does does victory, does it taste like a pack of marble reds, preferably smoked inside? Sigs inside. Yeah. I mean, when you when you win a championship, you you get the right to smoke a sig inside. Uh, I, I posted it. I posted a video of us smoking. It seems like people got a little mad that uh, a 24 year old knew how to smoke a cigarette, setting a bad example for the kid and for the kids. Hey, uh, losers on Instagram. By the way, your loser ass kid who's 12 years old, he's going to go to college one day and he'll probably smoke a cigarette too. That's the tough reality of the situation. And, and here's the thing, Listen, I, we're not, we're not saying that we're role models here, but I think that we can all agree. Smoking a cig is still a thousand times cooler than vaping. Oh, with like, 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 say, say what you want about cigarette. They're fucking cool, dude. They're pretty sweet. Looks a whole lot cooler, dude. Just ripping some heaters in the locker room. Then could you imagine if, if they were in there just, just hitting a vape? You'd be like, all right, you fucking nerds, get out of here. Um, so Sigs Inside 2022, Mikey Slosher is the head of that movement. Uh, but yeah, dude, I mean, water dogs getting it done. Uh, I mean, it's like hard to talk about the water dogs. Like, Oh yeah, they started off the season. Oh, and three. And then they had this nice little comp. Like it's hard to kind of talk about that when you're also dealing with, yeah, you can take off the helmet for now. Anyone who was, uh, Anyone who's listening on the podcast and not watching on YouTube, Dukes had uh, his, his water dogs helmet on for that whole intro, but oh, look, yeah, it looks like you were kind of getting that Peyton Manning uh, bright red forehead with, with how tight that was. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, neither of these teams had a hot start to the season. Uh, both these teams got hot at the right time, and it looks like the the Water Dogs were just a little bit more sustainable. Um, I mean, what, what did what did you think? Like, what, what were your reactions from the game? Some takeaways from the game, if you will. It kind of played out exactly how I thought it would play out. So there was no real surprises for me. I think that the chippiness, I love the chippiness at the end of the thing. thing me and you were together at the end of the first quarter when I got a little chippy. I love to see that, especially in a championship game. I said, like, these are Canadian on Canadians. We knew that coming in. And, you know, I thought, like, would it be buddy-buddy or would it be, um, like, a, a rivalry? Like, we might be looking at a new rivalry. Like, I have to look out the quote. Did you see what Josh Burns said about Dylan Ward? No, I did not. So I'm going to pull this quote out, bad radio, bad radio. But it basically, like, like, I don't think that there's any, like, like, I said that I think Wardo has a little bit of a uh, a real estate over the chaos and bandits players, and like it's kind of kind of might be looking like that. 
Um, yeah. Or maybe it was something about the water dogs. I think, oh, I think he said like the water dogs didn't, wait, yeah, here it is. Dylan Ward didn't beat us. We beat ourselves. Yeah, I mean, in time, in, yes and no. Um, I think that's a guy who is very salty about having both of his championship hopes this summer uh, ripped away from him from Dylan Ward. Um, we're going to get to more Dylan Ward in a little bit here because like, there's not enough that we can say about this guy. I mean, what a summer he's had. Um, I mean, what a, what a career he's put together. I think Dylan Ward, uh, one of the most underrated superstars in the game. And I think that this is probably a summer that he'll finally get talked about as much as he should um but yeah i mean there is like some truth to that like you look at you know that the chippiness in that game like you you know at, at any given moment the you know the, at one point the water dogs were up by four and you famously put out on twitter that this game was over and then within like 90 seconds the the chaos had tied it up it was an 11-9 final like at any given moment the chaos at the end of the game there, they were just one shot away from tying it up and going to overtime. Um, and then a guy like Chase Frazier just kind of loses his cool a little bit. Doesn't exactly throw a punch. I guess I, more of like a little open, open palm swat to the skull still can't do that. And he takes a, a two minute non-releasable penalty um, with like just over two and a half to play in the game. Um, probably would like to have that one back. Um, now, I think that Dylan Ward did everything that he could to win that game for the Water Dogs. In the same regards, I feel like Blaze did everything that he could to win that game for the Chaos, and it just so happened that the Water Dogs came out on top of this one. Yeah, I mean, the Water Dogs probably had the strategy listening to their owner, you know, championship game listening to the owner, big cat from virtual, like more shots on goal. Like, the Water Dogs took more shots than the Chaos. I'm like, I don't know if that's a fact, but I'm, it seemed like it. Let me just make sure that's like real. Yeah, I, I mean, what what really what really I thought the turning point because they were taking a lot of shots early um, and it looked like Blaze was I mean he still had what I think he had like seventeen saves on the day so like Blaze still got his numbers um, oh, yeah. but like the the Water Dogs at the very beginning of that game they did they like fired off like a few like really quick shots right away and you thought all right like they're they're just gonna try to pepper them but all those shots like a lot of them were just up high and like it just wasn't like that it's not not a good game plan to go against blaze like the more he gets to see the ball the more that that's just going up in transition the other way um it looked like as soon as they started to shoot low a little bit that's when they got a few to drop so um it's not only that they were taking a lot of shots but like after the first like I don't know, 11 or so minutes of the game, they finally realized, all right, maybe we shouldn't keep giving them popcorn up high. No, yeah, that makes, uh, I totally agree. And then once, like, even when he could track it up high and then like his butterfly technique, he's able to get low. I mean, it wasn't on blaze. Really. I think it was just a good lacrosse game overall. And I think it was just the water dogs year. Um, I don't think it was, I, I don't really agree with Josh Burns assessment of the, we beat ourselves. I wouldn't even say, go as far to say Dylan Ward beat you guys. I think the water dogs just beat the chaos. It was a full team effort. Well, dude, you, the number that really sticks out to prove that point. Um, and this is real high school coach of me, but I know that you also appreciate this number as well. Uh, exactly. You look, you, you know exactly where I'm going with this one. You look at the ground ball differential 43 to 28 in terms of the Lucy's for the water dogs in this game. Like that's again, it, it's, it can be as cliche as you want it to be. It can be high school coach. It can be whatever. 
when you get out ground ball like that, like that's just a team that, uh, you know, one probably playing better, uh, but two, like clearly just wants it a little bit more. Um, and I think that's also where you got like some of that, that chippiness, like that intensity, like you see Zach Carrier going out there being a total fucking menace. Like a, I think a part of his game that really gets, um, undersold is is the fact that he he like can be the biggest fucking prick out there in the world but he's just like so good at every single aspect of lacrosse that like no one no one thinks of him as like a chippy player it's but it's like because he's just like so fucking good it's like you have to talk about how good he is um you know in transition you have to talk about how good he is defensively you have to talk about how good he is his vision on offense and getting up ground balls and like by the time that you're done like tugging off Zach Carrier for how fucking awesome he is at lacrosse. You'd never get around to talking about, oh yeah. And he's a menace out there. Who's going to like, while you're on the ground, give you a nice little, you know, cross check to like the back of the knees. Um, but that's like a part of the game that like it clearly it, it, there it, he's like towing the line, but he's not going to cross the line. He's not going to put his team uh, in jeopardy and like take some, some uh, penalties. He's just going to make sure that he gets under the skin of, of the opponent. Um, and I think that, you know, we saw a lot of that play out in this game. Yeah. And also uh, like, just what did you, what did you, who did you think? Did you think Sowers was the MVP yesterday? That's like something that I was going into it. I'm not, I think he had it like, it's- the Sours, the Sours curse thing was a fun little <clears throat> to like, you know, get the juices flowing a little bit. But like I, I we said as soon as like he was the difference in the championship, like them being a really good team to a championship team. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean I would agree. I I would say that uh Sours probably like I would definitely call him the MVP of the water dog season. Um, probably like the MVP of like the water dogs as like a, a, a an organization right now as a program. Um, since it's college football season, um, as far I, I like, I love Michael Sowers. I, I think he, I mean, he's a Philly guy. Like I like automatically have to love the shit out of him. I probably would have given the MVP to Dylan Ward yesterday. Like if it was like solely up to me, um, I don't know if like the media voted on that or not. Uh, I, I wasn't, we, we managed to get ourselves down on the field for the end of the game there. So I don't know if I missed the media vote for, for a game MVP at the, uh, in the press box at the end of the game. Uh, my vote would have been for Dylan Ward, just quick little humble brag there as a big time press box boy. Yeah. I would have voted Dylan Ward too. And I also just like the, so I wouldn't say that I, I get what you're saying. I, this doesn't make no sense, but like when you're talking about like where, where the water dogs are right now, MVP, but not even like the best season. Like if we're going best season, I think Kieran McCardle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had him as the attackman of the year. Like I think I voted for him to win attack. And I think it all came out. I voted for him to be my attackman of the year. Yeah, I would still like of the regular season, I'd still give it to Lyle. But like I think that you can also make the case for McCardle very easily. And then like if you do, because I don't I still don't know how the PLL wants it to be done, whether it's a regular season award or whether it's like a a season like overall award where you can also take playoffs into consideration. If you can take playoffs into consideration, then yeah, like Kieran McCardle was absolutely the best offensive player in the league. Um, but yeah, like what I'm like, it's like like Michael Sowers is a player where you have him on your team and all of a sudden, like, like your team just gets elevated into that next tier of like constant championship um, contenders where it's like, like you have like a top 
I don't know where you want to put them. Top six, seven player in the world. Ricardo? No, no, no. I, I was saying with Sowers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, like, you get one of those guys on your team. Like, that's where I'm saying, like, like if the Water Dogs didn't have Michael Sowers, like, you don't really know how – like, he, he's just a guy that elevates your team to being in that, like – like, you need a superstar to win, and, and he's, he's that. I wouldn't give him superstar status yet. I think he's a superstar in the making. Okay. That's, I, might be, I, I, might be that's, too, I might be too late on it. I, I mean, this just might be one of those things where I'm wrong on. I think that he, his playmaking ability where he can draw slides, get the offense going, get the defense turning is what makes him so special. But, like, I think that to be in – yeah, I wouldn't say he's top six or seven yet. I think he's top – I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you might, you, yeah, I, I, I might be a little too high on him, and that could be Philly bias. You could be a little too low on him. Maybe he's somewhere in the middle there, where he's like right on the cusp of top ten. But I do all, think, all, all like, I, I, that's all I know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's sick. But like that, that's the thing that we're like, like the way that he gets those slides and the way that he has to get, yeah. you know, the defense moving. Where it's like, like he might not have, like he's gonna get numbers. He, but like, yeah, exactly. like his, his numbers tell like half the story of like what he's doing for that offense. Um, I think we have to start. I mean, this isn't a hot take hockey assist because even like his hot, I'd like to see how many hockey assists he's had this year. Second off, is I think that the, the championship MVP should just be like the how they do it, the constant fight in hockey where it's just like all playoffs. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that, that that's a good one as well. Uh, if it was all playoffs, I'd go McCardle. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd also go McCardle on that one. Um, you know, I think because like you look at that first game in the in the playoffs, like the Atlas still hung 14. Um, but the fact that, you know, uh, Water Dogs were able to get to 19 and McCardle had, had a huge, uh, a huge game there. You've got uh, you've got Rico behind you right now. I don't know if if, if he needs you at the moment. <laughs> what do you want? Yeah. We got Rico Bosco on the pod. What you want me to say anything about the Water Dogs? No, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, congrats to the Water Dogs. What shirt is it? It's the Eagles. Vince Papali? Nah, this is this is Bill Berge. Oh, he must be. Yeah. Well, <laughs> listen. I mean, you guys made a movie about a special teams player, so that guy. <laughs> he, what well, did we, he? We, we made we made a movie about a fake boxer, so I think that the special teams yeah. guy is probably yeah. doing pretty also, well. He gave a parade for a girl who went two and two in the Little League World Series. That's that's well, that's uh, well, also, but no, yeah, Monet. Yeah. She was she was on she was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. That's a okay. reason. When one and one, did you happen to see the only show highlights from the first start? You happen to see the second one? She's on she, in the two and one third. Five how minutes. many? How many covers of Sports Illustrated were you on, Rico? There's a lot of team. A lot of teams are going two and two in the Little League World Series that didn't get a parade down Broad Street. I'm just saying, star rewarding mediocrity. This is where it ends. Monet Dave is probably the best women's across player of all time if she if she had a stick in her head. By the way, <laughs> good thing it's not Christmas. Good thing Santa won't be there tonight. Water, water dogs parade in Philly. They should be. Speaking of that, also that's the Rico Bosco experience. If you guys don't follow Rico on all over, uh, I'm doing a. Uh, if you guys are college football fans, I'm on the Pick'em Pod, keeping the records for Rico and those guys. So check that out on Wednesdays. That's what I'm doing. That was awesome. great. That was actually that was my first interaction with Rico ever. He's the funniest guy. I, I, I love busting his balls. Um, but were you about to? I think that you were about to say something about uh, Philly being a water dogs town. The so two, two things. One, the how loud 
they were for the Water Dogs and Billing the Chaos. It was definitely a Water Dogs town, Michael Sowers town. I mean, the Sowers, what the Sowers brought out to Philly was fucking hilarious. Every single person had the deepest Philly accent I've ever heard in my life. Like, I just wanted to be surrounded by his friends the entire night. Like, fucking characters and a half. I think it must have been, like, Sabia's dad who was calling out Big Cat for not being there. And Big Cat was like, I fucking, like, love this guy's accent. Like, the, the, guy, the people in Philly, the Water Dogs' parents, like, everybody, just what a scene. What a scene. And I like, yeah, I think that, like, literally, like, they should do the Water Dogs parade in Philly. Or they should just do it, like, down 7th Avenue in front of the Barstool office. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how many of those boys are actually making it to the, uh, and and I also don't know what time or what day exactly this episode is going to come out on. Uh, but the Eagles do have Monday Night Football tonight. I know that some of those guys are going there. They should just have a quick little de facto parade throughout the uh, the parking lot of the link. Uh, during that tailgate. Yeah, dude. I mean, the crowd, uh, the crowd at the, at this championship game. Um, I mean, I'm, Listen, as as a Philly guy, pretty proud of the way that people showed out for that one. Um, obviously, the Sowers clan had a lot to do with that. I think that he said he brought somewhere near like a hundred people. Um, the Water Dogs tailgate was like it, it was it was noticeably larger than the, I, I saw. You know, a little little couple groups of chaos fans here, little groups of like chaos, maybe like parents and family there. Um, seemed like pretty unorganized. Seemed pretty chaotic uh water dogs they did it right they had a huge group of people tailgating it seems like they were getting nice and liquored up uh you know early in the afternoon so they definitely came into subaru park feeling some type of way uh and that definitely added to the amplification of the crowd in that game yeah you could hear it from start to finish i, I don't know how it turned out on the broadcast uh but you could definitely hear it from start to finish like a heavy heavy uh, water dogs favored crowd where the, the point where they even like a noticeable boo um, to the chaos as they were running out onto the field for the first time. When we were at the post-game party, I asked one big J question. I was, just, I think I might, we were like, we were just a natural flow of conversation. It was just like, what was the difference between this season and last season? And they, they, they said team chemistry. And what like, I totally believe that. I mean, if you're looking at, if you're looking at probably the top two teams, chemistry wise um, locker rooms, close in it. You could like really see it with them. I mean, I was also thinking maybe like the Whip Snakes, but they had like a great regular season, so these would all check out. But yeah, you could definitely see that the the team chemistry and like how tight the group was. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like a bunch of um, I don't know because it was ridiculous that they got me. No, but but like I'm I'm trying to think of like like because I I just never really noticed the water dogs having like a clear cut identity of like what their team is about. And I, I think that like yesterday was one of those ones that proved it where they're they like, they are a bunch of dogs, like just a a bunch of guys who are just going to kind of grind it out, um, get the job done and then rip some heaters in the locker room afterwards. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, Obviously a huge win for the water dogs, just because pretty fucking sweet to get a championship. There are only three teams in the league who have been able to do that so far. Um, But I think probably pretty good for that group of guys to then have like that identity be like their thing moving forward. Uh, Especially because I'm pretty sure like almost all of them are still signed through next season. Um, So they'll just be running back pretty much the entire same roster. Hugh McArdle is going to get a bag. Uh, Ryan Conrad really came on in the playoffs, I think, especially the last two games. So, like, just carrying that into the next year really should be uh, a difference maker for the dogs. And, like, 
yeah, yeah, just what an outstanding job by Copeland. Ryan, you know? Ryan Conrad and Connor Kelly, both kind of like similar in my eyes where like, like overlooked because of like, like you, you think about Connor Kelly and like wearing the one at Maryland. And then like, as soon as he leaves, then it's like, you've got, um, you've got Bernhardt and Wisnowski has taken over it. So like, when you're thinking about like, you know, like the guys at Maryland, it's like, you think about Bernhardt Wisnowskis and then Connor Kelly's kind of put on the back burner, kind of same thing with like Ryan Conrad, where it's like, like one of the biggest parts of like getting that Virginia program to where they are today, but he just like gets overlooked because then you go with like the Matt Moores and the Connor Schellenberger. So like, when you think about those Virginia, like, I don't know, like, it seems like both seems like the water dogs do have like quite a few of those guys who like, maybe uh, just a little bit like, I don't know if underrated is the word. I don't know if overlooks the word, but like something about them just seems like almost like a, a little, a little forgotten, a little put to the side. And then I think that that kind of adds on to like why they're just so like, you know, just, just a bunch of a gritty dudes getting the job done. Villanova basketball. I said it once, I said it again, Villanova basketball, where it's maybe not a superstar, but a great team all work together. One, one uh, fluid motion of a machine that gets everything to work into a factory cog in the wheel nobody's as articulate as me <laughs> dude i'll tell you what it's it's impressive how articulate you are being because i know uh, i mean not only did you have a nice little celebration in the locker room met up with the the boy enjoyed uh you know some of the post-game celebration at the bar uh then you also had a uh, quite the excursion to get back to new york last night Billy, well, especially getting out of Philly and one specific part of Philly. Well, I was, I was buzzing, I was buzzing, and then we went to the bar for a drink. The water dogs weren't there yet. It was like eight o'clock, eight fifteen. So Billy was like, "All right, I got to go make this recording. We really have to leave." And I was like, "All right, all right, I get there. Yeah, you just got in trouble with the pod, whatever." We go to leave the freaking uh, the, the parking garage we're in. It took us two and a half hours to get out of because it was Mexican Independence Day. So Billy was like, "You just like." go down and like go get some videos for us and i was like okay i went down he comes down after like 20 minutes he's like it's not moving uh he like parks he like leaves his car like he leaves his car we go back in 20 minutes it's like it hasn't moved it's fucking ridiculous we didn't get home it's like 12 30 at night it was a great time love time we got to celebrate with the guys big cat gave a donation to them get drinks it was a wonderful evening i'm sure that they didn't get any sleep i'm sure they probably are just waking up right now as we're recording at 4 p.m probably got a good four hours probably like like, but yeah, I think that uh, I'm, I'm happy for the dogs, dog, dog, dog fan for life. I mean, it couldn't have worked out better. I, I wish that it happened over Labor Day. I know I keep saying that, but like, it would have been cool to have like the like Big Cat, PFT, that, them there, to, like holding the trophy and shit. It would have been, it would have been sick. So I guess what I'm basically saying is the Water Dogs have to repeat for the next three years. Yeah. And I mean, again, they, they've got a whole bunch of their guys still signed uh, through through the next couple. So definitely a chance to do that. I will say that without having, uh, you know, the 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 main core of ownership in the building, you did get to be uh, ownership representatives, you along with uh, with with Billy. Um, so, you know, you, you got to get your hands on the championship trophy. How how heavy is that thing? Uh, you know, for a guy with my strength, you, you really can't tell. It's like almost felt like a feather. No, but it, it, it was it was good metal. Tasted tasted sweet. Tasted just like you expected, like Marlboro Reds. Um, 
But it wasn't like, it was actually lighter than I thought it would be. But it, it was sick. I mean, it was a really cool like, experience overall. I mean, like, yeah. it, was, it was very, I felt bad. Um, one of the guys we know from the PLO, he stops me at the locker room. And he's like, no, no, pre- no media is allowed to get in. Like, no media is allowed to get in. And Jack Hanna's like, no, no, get, like, he can come, he can come. Like, we're saying it. Like, he's like, I got to get confirmation. And the way that I, I, I have to get social clips, and I was like, I kind of know that, like, it's going to be okay. So the guy was like, you can't go in. And I was like, I'm going in. And I just walked right into the <laughs> holding phone i felt really bad and i was like sorry man like, well, I, yeah I, but 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 at that point you weren't you weren't media you were ownership you were a, yeah, a representative of of ownership so no media allowed in well guess what media. yeah i'm not media anymore yeah oh well that, they're well that hey that's that's respecting the shield of journalism right there you wouldn't go in with your media pass that's a that's a big move from you so uh credit to dukes on that one um Trying to think, yeah, I mean, don't really have much more to say about the game. I mean, it was it was an awesome game. Um, you know, looked a little bit dicey there in the beginning. Chaos went on a nice little run to start. Uh, Water Dogs went on a nice little run of their own. Chaos, bring it back. Water Dogs get it done in the end. Like just a, a good, classic, uh, exciting back and forth lacrosse game that had uh, some sick goals, a lot of greasiness to it, some great goaltending, 30 saves between uh, both teams. Um, so credit to, to Blaze and, and Wardo for that one. Uh, trying to think, you know, just some other just closing remarks uh, on the day, at least like uh, great to see a lot of the, you know, a lot of the the lax fam out there, uh, you know, so guys like, uh, you know, all the fellas at the Rise Up pod, uh, Dan Arestia, uh, newbie talks from PLL bets, um, you know, pretty much everyone with the PLL social. So great to see, uh, you know, the, these events that bring everyone together, uh, are, are always pretty cool. Just seeing, you know, everybody in the lacrosse world. And then obviously, uh, the fans as well. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know. I don't like people think that, I don't know if people think this, but like, yeah, I like the rise of pod is a great podcast with uh, Scotty, Greg and uh, Danny Seibel, give them a follow. Like just like it's it's just great to like be surrounded by people that like we all have like one common like not cause because it's like the game of lacrosse but like we all love the game we all want the game to grow as big as it can get and while like we're all on the same team so it's just great to like chop it up with them see what their thoughts on the game are and stuff and like drink a couple of beers with them it was great um, and then like I just thought I was really impressed with Philly's crowd especially for an NFL Sunday I mean I, I guarantee that not having the birds on Sunday helped that crowd a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that was, that was great. Yeah. Great, great game all around. Uh, great season for the PLL. Uh, league keeps doing great things, only expecting bigger things in the future. Um, as for the pod right now, obviously, you know, we're, we're going to take some time off. I think, I think that the boys have earned a little bit of time off. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll be, we'll be checking in here and there. Like there's probably going to end up being some, some news to talk about with, uh, you know, maybe college fall ball, maybe, uh, you know, I, I don't know, there'll probably be like NLL expansion at some point. Um, obviously the, the championship the- series in, uh, in, I, don't know, I always forget yeah, when right. that is. It's well, like- we also, like, I was thinking about this is like, we're, I, I really want to help out or like do, do our YouTube sh- stuff like that. So like, you know, someone transfers or like, there's a small bit of news. Maybe we'll just do like a 10 minute quick video, maybe bring someone on like Dan or something to get other, other point of views or perspectives on the things. Maybe get Dan on to break down what free agency is like. Cause I have, I, I DM'd him and I was like, Dan, what's, what the fuck is free agency in PLL? Like, how is this going to work out? So maybe getting someone like him on to explain that, uh, talk, maybe get someone from the NLL world 
to break down what's going on in box across. Um, there's things out there. We just won't probably have a consistent episode every single like Wednesday or whatever we or every Friday like we normally do. So um, we'll be doing stuff. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll be doing it. Just don't expect it to be on a regular schedule, but uh, that makes it even more important since you can't just expect it to be on a regular schedule uh, that you are following us, uh, that you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the crease dive. Uh, make sure that you're, you know, subscribed to the podcast. So uh, we'll have stuff here and there. Hopefully, uh, you know, may, maybe use the off season to bring back a couple familiar faces for, for a couple of round table discussions, who knows uh, what, what'll happen in the next couple of months, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll definitely get some stuff out there. Uh, one last thing, just a quick thank you to everybody who has been listening and following along all season, uh, not just the PLL season, but dating all the way back to the start of the college season. Uh, you guys are awesome. So, um, you know, really appreciate everyone who listens. Uh, definitely, uh, d- definitely a cool experience to hear about people who are listening to what we're saying. Um, always reminds me that, uh, fuck, I'm an idiot. And like, now I have all this ammo for people out there to say, yeah, you were wrong about that one. So, um, you know, Jordy was wrong about the, the championship game. Dukes was right. Uh, but yeah, thanks. Thanks to everybody for, for listening along all season. Yeah, really, you guys are the only reason I keep this going. And yeah, me and Jordy were just even talking about it yesterday. Just like, we do think that like nobody listens to this podcast. Uh, I, I spew my spew my thoughts just like unfiltered. You guys know how I like to throw shit against the wall and see what sticks. And, uh, you know, just seeing what you guys, seeing you guys come up to us and just make, makes it all worth the while. Um, and yeah, just again, thank you, Jordy, for letting me be on your, uh, your pod. I know how hard you've worked on this path throughout the years, killing it with the lacrosse stuff, the blogs and everything. So even he'll have the blogs going, but yeah, uh, two years ago, I've said it before, two years ago, I was doing, doing this just for the love of the sport. Now seeing, being on this podcast, it's a dream. So thank you guys. All right. And also uh, thanks to Jared Newman for not killing my co-host at the very beginning of the season. It would have been a tough one to do uh, the season yeah. solo. Yes. And goalie challenges. I'm going to try to do, do them in the off season. Uh, when the PLL players aren't as busy. All right. All right. Well, everybody, I hope you guys enjoy the season. I hope you guys uh, enjoy a little bit of a break from lacrosse. It's been a while since, since we've had one. Uh, so in the meantime, we'll be keeping it low to high until the day we die. Yeah.